Corinthians chapter number 10. You know, we've been talking about uh, renewing the mind. We've been talking about radical truths. But we've been basically talking about renewing the mind because uh, a lot of times we need that uh, refreshing. It's just like in school. You know, you can continue in your classes, but there comes a time when you have to go back to the basics in order to get a good foundation. Amen? But sometimes we lose it along the way. So we have to make sure that the foundation is solid in order for us to build on it. So God has said he wants to continue dealing with the renewing of the mind. And the, the, the subject matter today will be uh, the strategy of warfare. The strategy of warfare. We understand this is Mother's Day. We didn't come to Mother's Day message because that's not what we are. Amen. Now, how many folks have been having some trials and tribulations and battles of what last week, this week, we've got some things going on. Amen. Might well be honest. Amen. Got some battles. He, praise God. He, he looked great and said, yeah, he had some too. So, amen. Praise God. Amen. But, but God wants us to see how he handles. God gives us the strategy for warfare, and this is how we have to renew our minds. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 10, Paul is being challenged uh, about uh, his fleshly nature, but he has an answer. He gets a revelation, and he's passing it on. So in verse number 1 of chapter 10, he says, Now I call myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who in presence, who in presence and base among you, but being answered and bold toward you. But I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present with that confidence, wherewith I think to be bold against some which speak of us as if we walked according to the flesh. See, and, and they were challenging him, and they were talking about his imperfections in his flesh. They were talking about his weaknesses. They were talking about his physical and moral deficiencies. But he has an answer. We have to always have an answer for an answer. Amen. We have to always have an answer. Now, this is a response. The first Number three, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. Even though we have these weaknesses, even though we have these defects and deficiencies, we do not walk after the flesh. We don't use fleshly weapons as the enemy does. We have to use spiritual weapons. Now, look what he says when, when he's addressed or he's challenged. Verse number four says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not fleshly. See, we're in a war. As we listen and we know and we read the word of God, we also understand that we are in spiritual warfare every day of our but we have to understand, God says, we have to understand why are we losing battles. Anybody been losing battles? Amen. Been losing battles. Amen. Well, God says, if you've been losing battles, it might be you're fighting with the wrong weaponry. Mm. 
or begin to do those things that are pleasing and acceptable to him, then those thoughts will go away. Doesn't mean they won't come back. So what do I do? I got to keep on saying some more. Amen. Or begin to continue to repeat his word. So he said, we're casting down imaginations and every high thing that exerts itself against the knowledge of God. And it says, and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Mm. That's right. To the obedience of Christ. Then verse 6 says, and the having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. When we begin to obey God, then our disobedience will, will, will go through. It will dissipate. So I said, okay, God, help me to understand. Tell me how you orchestrate things. Tell me, God, show me through your word when, when, when things are coming up against me or coming up against you, what, what is the weapon I, you say I'm to use? It's amazing. Let's go to Second Chronicles. Let's go to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Chapter number, I think we're going to chapter number 20. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Just one teachable bit. Just one teachable bit. Because we have to renew our minds. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Oh, we're there. Amen. Old Testament. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20. Hmm. Talking about strategies in warfare. The way God. God has a strange way of doing things. Strange way. Begin at verse number one. Verse one says, And it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and with them others besides the Amalekites came against Jehoshaphat the back. Okay, what's happening here? God says, we talked about the children of Moab and, 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 and Amon. You've got to go back and understand that these are the descendants wherein Lot's two daughters come together and there is that spirit of incest because they have children by their father. So what's happening is when, the, when that spirit of, of, of incest comes up against us uh, and then it says, it will always come against that spirit of Jehoshaphat that's within you. It always wants to come against it in battle. So what happens is those things that's not of God. You see, when we talk about incest, we're talking about the co-mingling of the bloodline. See, when the bloodline is not pure, that's when the enemy can show up and he wants to go back. Yeah. So God says here, what has happened, there was a co-mingling of the bloodline, and then they're ready to go to a battle against that spirit of Jehoshaphat within you. Now, watch what happens here in, in the text. In verse number two, it says, uh, verse three, let's go to verse three. Verse three says, and Jehoshaphat feared. First thing happens when, when, when the adversary, God says, come against us, the first thing uh, as far as our nature to do is to go into a place of fear. Think about it. Do we always go into a place of faith when things happen or things come up against us in our lives? The first thing happens is we go into that mode of fear. But watch what happens with him. when even though he goes into that place of fear, watch what's happening here. We're talking about strategies now. So, and Jehovah 
and vow is to seek the Lord. When the enemy comes up against us, the first thing we need to do is to begin to seek God. Amen. Most times we begin to seek other folk, right? Amen. That's right. We'll pick up the phone, we've got a situation going on, and we'll, we'll call somebody, we'll talk to somebody, you know. But, but God says the first thing we're to do is to seek the Lord. Seek the Lord. First strategy in the back. That is seek the Lord. He says, he sought the Lord, and then he proclaimed a what? What's that next word? Oh, you mean that's a bad word name. <laughs> After he seeks the Lord, and he fasts. I don't know how many people God fast today. Praise God, I got one name. Fast. See, fasting clears the mind. It helps us to be able to have more clarity and then be able to hear from the Lord. Because see, we get to get all these toxins out of our mind and our bodies. So he sits up, then he calls for a fast. Hmm. Now, verse 4 says, And Judah gathered themselves together. The next thing in, in the strategy of warfare is unity. Our house divided can't stand. But if you're unified, see, you got to be unified, first of all, to seek the Lord. you got to be unified in fasting, and you have to be unified in coming together. So he calls them, and sometimes you got to call them one more to pray with you. Yes. Sometimes you got to call them one more to fast with you. Yes. So he, he, the Bible says, and Judah gathered themselves together. And then look what they did. And being unified, they ask help of who? The Lord. Of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So the next thing in strategy for warfare, we've got to begin to ask help from the Lord. God will come through. I believe we sung that song this morning. The help is on the way. We, we sung that. We sung that. Now, let's come down to verse, hmm. let's read verse number 12, and then we're going to go to 15. Verse number 12 in the same chapter. Verse 12 says, O our God, will thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are on them. You see, when, when, when we find ourselves in situations and circumstances, we have to acknowledge, hey, this battle is too great for me. I mean, I can't handle it. In my flesh, in my natural, I cannot handle it. But the thing is, when I seek help from God and the way He says to do it, then I know that because my help comes from the Lord, then we know that we can win every battle because we're not doing this now. See, a lot of times we, 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 we say we're going to fight, but the only thing I've read what Paul was saying, he said we fight a good fight of faith. That's right. We just fight a good fight of faith. Everything else, we've got to allow the Lord to do the fighting. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. No, we're fighting in flesh. We're fighting ourselves. We have to seek help from God. Let's seek help. We have to put our eyes on God. Now let's look at verse number 15 in the second part of this chapter number 20. We're talking about strategies now of warfare. We're talking about strategies. We know we've got to be unified. We know we've got to seek God. Mm-hmm. Now, 
verse number 15. It says, and he said, see, God will always send somebody uh, that will have a word to give to his people about their situation or what the circumstances are, especially when we're fearing God, or fearing what's happening that the enemy is going to bring. Now, verse 15 says, and he said, hearken ye all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and thou King Jehoshaphat. Thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not what? Afraid, nor dismayed, by reason of this great multitude. For the battle is what? But who? So what we fight in the battle? God says the battle is his, not ours. And see, when we're fighting, we're fighting in the flesh. That's why we, we're, we're defeated. We're fighting in the flesh. But see, God will send a word and say, listen, you ain't got to fight in this one. You don't have to fight this one. God says, I got this one. I got this one. He, he sends that word. He says, don't be afraid. And all the fact that God knows when things come out of way, he knows how we're going to respond, right? Fear and disillusion with this man. When things don't work, what we think don't work, or when they think, what we think they should be working, automatically we get in this the syndrome of woe is me. Anybody been in the woe is me lately? Woe is me. But God said, no, no, no. Set your eyes on, on him. And, and God said, I'm going to take care of this. One thing the Lord has been saying to me in the past a few weeks, he says, it's something about the ministries that are here, uh, a mission of grace and, and, and house of destiny. See, God said we have to come together and begin to fight that that energy. It's a spirit. See, that's what we got to renew our mind. Because God says all the time we look at flesh and we want to fight flesh. He said, but in order to win the battle, you've got to fight the spirit. It, it's, it's a spirit. And it is hard. Remember now, it talks about the love system. Incest of lust. Right. See, you got to get to the root of it. You got to get to the root of it. See, that was that incest of lust that rose up against them. See, think about evil coming up in our life. Things that we know we're not supposed to be doing. It, well, all that is is in, in darkness. We're operating in darkness. When we operate in darkness, we give Satan a legal right because he is the kingdom of darkness. That's right. That's the kingdom of God. And there's a kingdom of darkness. That's right. Mm-hmm. It is. Now, he knows we're afraid, but he says the word. He says the battle is not yours, but God's. Now, look at God's strategy. Watch what he says. Verse 16. He says, tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow means your next season. Your, do you not know the devil know your next season, he knows your next season better than you know your next season. He says, tomorrow, the next season, he said, go ye down against them. Go ye down. Which means, if I'm going to go down, that means I'm above him. Y'all get that? He said, go ye down. Which means, if I, God has sent us in heavenly places so that he sees that, he's within our feet. But we still have to go back to renewing the mind. Renewing the mind. He said, you're next season. He said, go ye down against him. It's an offensive weapon. See, we, we saw all them being in the mode of defense. Defense. Now it's time to go in, uh, in the mode of offense. 
you know, you go against him. You go against the enemy. Okay. He says, tomorrow, go get down against them. Watch this. He says, behold, they come up by the cliff of Zeal. And ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jerusalem. I said, okay, now what are you saying? What are you saying, God? God said, in your next season, huh, where the enemy is coming up at, where he comes against you, when he talks about the cliff here by the cliff of Zeal, and you should find them at the end, you see, the word zeal that means good. So when you are at a place in your spiritual walk, you you are about at the place of the fullness of your spiritual walk, where you've really been growing in God. That's when the enemy wants to come because he knows that season is about to to end, and you're about to enter into a new season. So the Bible he says he comes he's at the end. You shall find them at the end of the brook. At the end. And when you begin to, when you're blooming, thank the Holy Spirit. When you are blooming in the Spirit, that's when Satan shows up. Because he knows that you're blooming in the Spirit. So therefore what's happening, he wants to stop you because see now God is getting ready to teach you another lesson. The word there. The word that's real means taught by God. So, in other words, while you're being bloomed, you're, you're in your blooming season, Satan comes to you right at the end of your blooming season in the realm of the Spirit because he knows God is about to teach you another lesson that can really do something to him. So, naturally, he's got to come up against you. We're talking about strategies of warfare. God always knows what the enemy is. The Bible says in Revelation, He knows what Satan sees. He knows. He knows what Satan sees. So remember that. Remember that. That that while you're blooming in your season, while you're really growing in God, that's why the enemy keeps showing up, and he wants to show up for discouragement, because he knows God is about to teach you something that you don't know. And that which you don't know that God is about to teach you, then the enemy do not want you to know the strategy that God has. Hmm. Now, let's look at verse 17. Once again, he emphasizes. Verse 17 says, Ye shall not, what's that next word? Lead to fight. Ye shall not need to fight. And he says, In this battle, huh? He's already told us his ease. He said, set yourselves, position yourselves, stand still. And then he said, see the salvation of who? Of the Lord that's where? With you. Position yourself. Watch God do the work on the dead. Well, somebody said, well, I'm the devil, no. There's a spirit that operates on the inside. You see, that's what the enemy do not want our minds to be renewed at. Because we're not fighting against flesh and blood. Ephesians told us that. We're not fighting against flesh and blood. We are fighting against principal powers. We're in high places. You see, that 
verse 18. Verse 18 says, And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord doing what? Isn't that crazy? You know the enemy's coming up against you, there's a multitude, and God telling you, go into worship. Worship is a strategy for warfare. Amen. Worship. Worship. Not the pity party, but God says, worship. Begin to worship. And it's amazing. I mean, I thought you could be just, you're awesome, you're powerful, God. God said, but if you can believe it. See, that's the revelation. See, we're looking for revelation and everything else. But God says, until you get the understanding of what His Word is saying and what the revelation is behind it, He said, you don't want to have revelation. Oh, well, I think we share it on this. It's just like making, making a dish and you say you know how to cook it. And then when time to cook it, you don't really know how to make a dish. So the revelation is you really don't know. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. If God says, if we truly believe that if we go into worship in the time of battle, and, and that's a revelation, we don't we don't we don't do a a a a, a less fist fight. We don't do that. His God says, you got to go into worship. Watch what happens when we, when worship takes place in the midst of the battle. Thanksgiving coming up against you. Watch what happens. Verse number nineteen says. And the Levites of the children of the Korites and of the children of the Korites stood up to do what? Praise the Lord. Now, is it not difficult to praise God when you're going through? Think about it. Think about this morning, yesterday, whatever situation you may have encountered this week. Think about it. Now, how difficult it has been to praise God. Mm-hmm. It's been a woe has been, right? Amen. Might as well be done. <laughs> but he says they stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with what kind of voice? Loud and high voice. When you you got to pray, see, when you're going through, you got to shout loud enough so the devil knows you mean business. Yes. You better let him know that you mean business. Why? Because you got God on the side. Yes. Yes. Strategy. Pray. Watch. Praise. You did not know you could praise your way out of something? You can worship your way out. You can come in here heavy, but if you can begin to get caught up in worship, do you not know you can lose yourself in God? That's right. And when God gets through that such a cleansing going on in the inside, when you come back down, you're like, wow. I've been there. Been there? But you know, we've got this mantra was like, you know, Uh, 20, 21, 50. No, I was stupid. 
are. Yeah, you're right. But I am living in the best time of my life right now because with age comes wisdom. Right. And we still trying to go back to be 15, 20, no. all that foolishness. Yeah. At that time, you didn't have, didn't have a concern, the stupid punk, and no knowledge of God. But think about it. You're in the prime of your life, the best time of your life, when you're in the, in the walking in the knowledge of God. Amen. Yes. This is the best time of your life. That's right. Amen. So what if I, I can't move as fast as I used to, but the mind can go anywhere. Amen. Right. <laughs> My God. Hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And by the way, that one was free. Hey. <laughs> Don't mean, mean, mean stuff. Mm. When you think about 
no pain, no singles out. But look at God's strategy in warfare. Isn't it deeper for ours? Think about it. Just, just really think about it. If, if it had been us, and we were, we were operating in, in, in the shoes of Joel's back, would we have listened and we would have mm-hmm. would we put the breeze team up there? Sometimes we hit Sometimes we ain't hit You understand me mm-hmm. Would you do that? <laughs> think about it. You see, when you, when you think about the way God does things, it just don't make sense, but he's God. Do you not know he knows better than we do? One word. <coughs> he didn't say anybody in this corner. He said, You got a point. Yeah. A point singers. A point singers. Right? Watch this. He appointed singers unto the Lord. And that should praise the beauty of holiness. In other words, you got to have folk that understand about the beauty of holiness. That holiness is right. You, that's the kind of folks you got to have standing before you to fight the, 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 the enemy. Because see, they go, oh God, I worship you. I mean, I worship the beautiful holiness. I enjoy living the holy God. Yes, right. Because I'm telling you something, holiness will tear down the end of everything that looks like sin. Yes. That's right. Hmm. That's right. He appointed sinners. Ah, oh, Jesus. That will praise the beauty of holiness. This is as they work out. Well, well, they were before the army. They were before the army. Do y'all not know how important the positioning of praying, of praying is? Are those God is using up for them to bring in worship? Do you understand how how powerful that is? Yes. It's purpose. So sometimes we think this is like you know, you know, I'm glad we, I mean, people in general, I mean, church services in general, you know, it's about getting up there for no performance. No. And he says, Praise the Lord for his mercy in doing forever. And what's verse number 26? It says, And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord, what did the Lord do? He said, I am heavenly. Y'all see how important it is? See, the praise of God is. It caused God to move. And he'll set an ambush against your enemy.
practicing the sin for those praises, those, those that know God. You bet you better send them both to do that back. You know, because see, they know how to get in the presence of God. You want somebody that know how to get in the presence of God. And when they're in the presence of God, it makes God react. But all the returns after you get, don't leave your spawns now. Don't leave your good. Don't be crazy. Say, there's some dead bodies now. I'm not going to test. Uh uh. No. Those goods are yours. Those goods are ours. Mine. Don't leave your goods now. Don't leave your goods. You make sure you get your goods back when you come back home. Make sure you get your goods back. Jesus. The fact, now he's in the forefront of that. He says, so go on into Jerusalem with joy. So now they have praise going on. For the Lord had made them to rejoice over their enemies. And they came to Jerusalem with sultry and harp and trumpets and to the house of the Lord. And look at verse 29. And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they had heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. Do you not know when, when, when people hear about your testimony, what God has done in your life, you not know what uh, uh, it makes other folks feel. But they don't let out feel, you can't feel you're gone. But this is the strategy that God has set. This is his strategy for warfare. Now, the question is this. Are we going to do it God's way? Or are we going to do it our way? God. And what is God's way? Praise, worship, 